Hey, good morning. It's uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock. I'm just reviewing the inflation numbers. Oh, I think we're going to see another hike in interest. I do. Uh, well, let me digest a little bit more of this. But it looks like, <laughs> oh boy, uh, Lord, it looks like it's going it, to, there's going to be a hike. I, I don't see how they avoid it. Uh, they just have to keep doing it until they manage to crush the inflation. And that's when, well, all hell breaks loose and the bottom falls out. There's no other way to stop it. And the government isn't slowing down the spending. So look for more along those lines. Uh, in terms of interest rate hikes, also, uh, Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio is getting more and more support. There's going to be a vote on the floor today, uh, probably in the last half hour of this program. I'm not sure if we can pipe the audio in, uh, but I suspect it's possible. Uh, Brian, is there a way to do that? If I will keep my eyes open for a link for that. Because uh, we don't have a speaker, and it would be nice to have one. And while I hate to see Jordan move to this position, everybody is so upset with the Republicans that uh, th that moved to expel the, the uh, Speaker of the House. But in all honesty, the whole problem surrounds the, the lack of, well, dedication to, the, you know, to, to, to everything that the Republicans say they stand for. They are without principle. You run for office and you say, I'm a Republican. I believe in reduced government spending, lower taxes, balancing the budget. And then you go, well, not really. I don't want to go for this guy because he's going to push for all of those things. That's, that's the lack of principle. I think Jordan, uh, if, if the Republicans were principled, would have no problem at all being the speaker and, and frankly, uh, getting legislation through and could drop this in the hands of the Democrats. It, they could come up with a, the, the budget deal that includes cutting spending, hand it off to the Senate, dominated by Democrats, and leave it up to them to kill it. The government shuts down then... It's a little harder to make the case. The Republicans did it. This guy would, uh, you know, fight for the principles the Republicans tell us they believe in. It's frustrating that they don't. It's frustrating that they don't. Oh, but I'm in a, uh, in a, in a congressional district that was won by Joe Biden. Does it matter? If you're not doing what you say you're going to do, you're not going to fix the problem. It's so disappointing. It really is disappointing. They, they just won't stick to principle. And then they blame the people who do. And they're getting away with it. I, you know, I watch Fox News. And, you know, they're constantly uh, going after the Republicans in the House that stood on principle. Oh, now we don't have a speaker, and, uh, you know, most of the Republicans didn't vote with you, and so you're wrong. 
Well, that's not a metric for determining right or wrong, whether the rest of the party agrees with you or not. I just, I read something interesting. Uh, Brian, could you do something for me while I'm chatting? Uh, because I, I meant to do this earlier this morning, I, and I forgot. Look up the population of the average congressional district. The average population for a congressional district. Because I, I heard something interesting about uh, what what the size should be. And we could do a calculation and and just see what uh, what what should be uh, in terms of the house the numbers of members average population 760,367 people 760,000 based on a 2020 US census i believe the original district size was 30,000 people 30,000 people if that's the case, the House of Representatives should be huge. It should be way bigger than it is now. Which would mean that your representative is representative of the people in his district. See, what they've done is they've limited the size or the number of members of the House of Representatives. So you now have congressional districts that are so huge that they don't really represent anybody. What a mess we've let them make of the country. What a horrible mess. And it, it, it doesn't seem like enough people are aware or even care. But we will keep you apprised on Jim Jordan and what happens uh, in terms of that race. Brian, do you want to tell them about Janet Yellen? Because, you know, you know what? I've got an idea. Okay. I, I have an idea. Because there is a piece that um, I think really illustrates what an idiot she is. <laughs> uh, let me see if I've got this right. Oh, uh, yeah. I got this right. I just... I had originally planned to do this uh, differently. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break okay, and then I was uh, I'll ask come back. You if you wanted me to like, give him a, a tease to that or not? Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, I, I read the news yesterday that um, Janet Yellen has uh, indicated that uh, funding both operations in Israel and Ukraine is no problem at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a snap. Uh, yeah, I mean, to heck with the $33 trillion in debt. What's that? <laughs> it's not any big deal. We can afford more. Well, she had a uh, an opportunity uh, to answer in the Senate. And I've got some audio here that I'm going to play. We'll do this when we come back. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. All right. Uh, we just had a little... Uh, Mechanical problem, if you will. It is 17 minutes after 9 o'clock. Janet Yellen, uh, who is the Secretary of the Treasury, was testifying in front of Senator Kerry. Uh, Senator Kennedy, I'm sorry. And I don't know if you heard this. Brian, did you hear this audio? I have not, no. All right, I'm saving this for you. This is, this is so good. This is who the, 
we have in charge of monetary policy. <laughs> Madam Secretary, isn't it a fact that the president's proposed budget for next fiscal year is a half a trillion dollars more than this fiscal year? This, on this spending side? Yes. That's what a budget is. Yeah. It, it, it is about, about $400 billion. It's about $500 billion more, right? It's about what? $500 billion more, right? About that. Are my numbers not right? I, I don't know those numbers. You don't know? You never uh, looked at that? I, I don't have those numbers <laughs> in my head. I, Isn't it a fact that the president's proposed budget proposes $4.7 trillion in new taxes? It does. It does propose significant additional taxes. Yes. Four point seven trillion. Something like that. Yes. Gross debt will rise from thirty-two point seven trillion dollars at the close of this year to fifty-one trillion dollars by two thousand and thirty-three. I'm sorry, what number did you give me for, well, debt held by the public, which is... No, ma'am, that's gross debt. It's not a fact. That's probably a fact. So you haven't reduced the deficit, have you? The, uh, the deficit, the debt and deficits are reduced. How can you go from $33 trillion to fifty? One trillion dollars and call that a reduction in the deficit. It raises uh, gross debt from thirty-three trillion dollars to fifty-one it's trillion dollars. You say that's an improvement. It is. It is an improvement because it raises taxes by more, and um, it leads to that's, that includes taxes. Oops. It, in what world is that an improvement? <laughs> other than Washington and Long and Long Island Land. I don't know. I it wasn't stressed. You need to look into that, Madam Secretary. I, that's this is not my job. We have a very large economy, and while the numbers that you cite are very big numbers, the size of our economy is also extremely large. So, fifty-one trillion dollars of debt, up from thirty-three trillion, doesn't bother you. <laughs> Crickets, deer in the headlights. Look, oh man, uh, just just amazing. And she says, "Well, military support for Israel and Ukraine? No sweatski. We got we it. We got it. Yeah, we uh, got a she, big credit card, and we can print as much cash as you need. Yeah, yeah. No doubt, the United States could fund Israel and Ukraine in their ongoing military conflicts." Despite America's rising gross national debt, she was on uh, Britain's Sky News, and she told the outlet that the United States could absolutely afford to provide the military aid to Israel uh, in its war against the militant terrorists. Uh, no problem. And apparently, money is just no object with these people. And the good thing is, yesterday I understand that uh, we don't even have any inflation to worry about. We're at zero. Oh, Paul Krugman. <laughs> These are the people that Democrats are leaning on. 
These are the people they're relying on to tell you. And lying is probably the key word. <laughs> they're the ones that we're supposed to trust. Uh, the, you know, the Republicans are really not much better. They really are not much better. Do you, do you remember when I had Blaine Lutkemeyer on the program? I mean, this, this, this was monumental. When he, he told me that um, projected spending was, and I don't remember the exact number, let's say $5 trillion, but they only raised it $4.5 trillion, and he said, that's a cut. I said, that's not a cut. That's an increase. It's just not as much of an increase as you originally planned. And it occurred to me that they could make them, if, you know, if that logic held, imagine, Brian, if you came up with a budget that was for $800 trillion, and then you spent $5 trillion, <laughs> yes. you could say you cut the budget by $750 yes, trillion. Exactly. The $795 trillion, sorry. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the way they think in Washington. They don't think like you and I do. It's just, it's, it's just really crazy making. Uh, we got more. Oh, we got m much more of the crazy uh, that uh, that you get from uh, from Washington. There is a um, a great piece, uh, and this this is just just a fun piece. That's all it is. There's there's no big. Uh, you know, revelation about the economy or anything like that. But it's a fun piece. And I thought I would play it for you. Just so you could have, uh, you know, a laugh with this. Um, we'll do this uh, probably in the next uh, next half hour. But it, it, it's, a, it's, about, it's about the Biden family. You wouldn't know it at first. It comes across uh, as kind of uh, humorous, but it turns out it, it's it's just ugly. Here, let me let me do it now. We'll just play it now. Well, that was the weirdest trip to the nail salon I've had in a long time. There was these girls beside me just talking really, really loud. And I try not to listen to other people's conversation, but they were talking so loud, it was like they wanted you to hear. So they live in a mobile home park, and they were talking about this family where there's a husband and a wife, and the wife passes away from, like, cancer, and the husband then marries the babysitter. It's later found that he was taking showers with his daughter when she was much too old. Um, there's an uncle that's sleeping with his niece, a brother who is banging his dead brother's widow while having an affair with her sister and simultaneously knocking up a stripper. Except here's the kicker. This family didn't live in the mobile home park. They live at the White House. This is the first family they were talking about, the Bidens. And that's who's running our country. Wow. <laughs> when, you, when you put it that way, it's like, woo, <laughs> that's not good. Oh, they are running the fair. Yeah, no big revelation there, but it was just kind of a fun piece to play. Uh, listen, 874-9390, uh, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572 if you want to get in. Uh, we'll have uh, 
Jennifer Bukowski coming on. And Brian, I know you've been waiting with bated breath. She's got some Royals news. Oh, excellent. I yes. know. I, I mean, was that has been like a weeks. There's pause. Yeah, a month. Yeah. Uh, let, me go, let me go to the phones. By the way, you can also go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Roy is on in Columbia. Roy, good morning. Good morning. This will be quick. I think it's obvious from what you just played. Just another thing. All of the people in government are products of the government education system. You think so? Or, or, or really, you don't think they're really that stupid. They just think that you're too stupid. They, they, they got to know that this is a load of horse. Why can't I have both? They think I'm stupid and can't see that they're stupid. Why can't I have both? Eh, because they know better. They really know better. They I just think so. Well, look, you you see it. We talk about it. But the, the people average... that they put on television, the people that they present, are puppets. There are people who are actually making the decisions, and they're still making the decisions. Yeah, they, they think that we're too stupid to recognize. You know, if somebody just tells you we cut the spending, but they don't explain it was a project, uh, you know, projected spending, uh, and while we still outspend our income, we just did it by a little bit less. Until you get all those details, you think they cut spending. Well, only if you're paying attention. But look, the people who are destroying the economy, and destroying it they are, are going to have to live in the same economy. And are you the lobster reaching out of the pot to turn up the heat? Yes. Now, are you brilliant? No. I think, I, I think you're wrong on the last one. I, I think I'm <laughs> rather brilliant. <laughs> All right, Roy, thank you. You know, the best thing about you being brilliant is when I set you on fire, you do light up. Uh, all right, thank you, <laughs> Roy. <laughs> I I honestly think they, they think we're all stupid. And I think most, most Americans don't know these details. They think that it's a cut in spending. And it's not. Most of you would probably be able to retire if the, if it weren't for the Democrats uh, and the, uh, uh, the the socialist wing of the party and the weak wing of the Republican Party. Most of you could probably retire by the time you were fifty, maybe fifty five, and do it comfortably. Prices would be low. You'd have plenty of money to retire on. You'd have a legacy for your family so that even the next generation could retire even sooner. We'd bring these people in from across the border, vet them, and they would do the manual labor. There are, There is just no end to where we could be if it weren't for the Democrats and the Republicans who go along with them. So going back to Jim Jordan, I think the guy has principle. I may not agree with everything he says, but I know where he stands. I'm not as certain about the theft of the election, although I think it's possible. Uh, but I don't care. The rest of what he stands for, I like. And if he were to get his way, it really would make a difference. So... I don't know. I think he'll probably be effective as a speaker.
I'll tell you what's on Jennifer's mind in a few minutes. It's the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. 935 on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us. Um, There was a, a tweet from NBC News about a confrontation between this LGBTQ uh, professor. He was wearing a dress. <laughs> Still, it's like he's wearing a dress, really. Uh, and Turning Point USA. Uh, it was really uh, misleading, the NBC thing. News, uh, they just don't do a good job. Uh, she wants to talk about the Trump gag order. I don't think the Trump gag order is going to hold up. I don't know how it can possibly hold up. Uh, you know, he's going to be perhaps in a debate and somebody might ask him about his legal woes and what he can't mention. Uh, it's something something here is amiss. Uh, so that's all coming up with Jennifer Bukowski. That'll be at 1035. Uh, then, of course, the speaker vote uh, will will kick that around a little bit. Uh, and and uh, we're going to go into this uh, whole uh, green energy battery powered vehicles thing. Uh, one of the stories here, Brian, reminds me of uh, a time, and this happened to me. In fact, I was with Gary the Liberal. We were teenagers, and we were driving up Fairmont Boulevard in Cleveland Heights. And I hit a puddle, and it, it, it just, the car died. Uh, the distributor got wet. And uh, it, it took me about 15 minutes, and I was able to, to get it fixed and get it started and running. But it's kind of uh, odd. That doesn't happen very often. What? That you would hit a puddle and it uh, splashes the distributor, the old yeah. distributor. For some reason, I, that car, I, you could spit in front of that car really? and the distributor wow. would, yeah. Uh, but I was more fortunate than this uh, this guy who was driving in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was driving an EV. Uh, he was driving a, a Tesla. And apparently the battery got wet and it wouldn't start so oh we could just take it to the dealership and uh, pay for the uh, the fix it won't be too bad oh no it wasn't it wasn't too bad 20,000 oh just 20k huh just 20k for That's repairs no to a deal. battery yeah. uh, because he it got wet <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little different than that Buick of mine so but, let me give it this straight you, you can't park the car in your garage because it could start a fire and you can't park outside because it could get wet. <laughs> cost the battery to implode or whatever. Wow, these electric cars sure are. <laughs> it's great if you live in Phoenix, I guess. You can you can you know keep the car for seemingly ever. Uh, but there, but wait, there's more. Um, this uh, this audio uh, deals with battery powered uh, buses. And uh, it's Jesse Waters talking about this on Fox News. This is uh, this is great. You got to listen to this right to the end. Uh, you think these people don't know what they're doing? Oh, oh no, no. I think they know what they're doing. Kamala Harris was in Philadelphia today talking about her most cherished thing. Workers are building electric buses so people can get where they need to go. Is that why they build buses? Yeah, I guess so. So people can get where they need to go? <laughs> I thought they were just giant paperweights, but okay. What the vice president didn't tell you was America's biggest electric bus company just went belly up. 
The company's called Proterra, and it filed for bankruptcy this week. Proterra was Biden and Kamala's golden boy. It was the company that was supposed to eradicate diesel. Taxpayers were funding it, and now the money's gone. We don't know how many possible hundreds of millions of dollars we lost. We don't know where the money went. But we do know this bankrupt electric bus company had access to at least $8 billion. Democrats thought they picked a winner. Kamala toured their factory. Mayor Pete toured their factory. Even Biden touted it. We ought to be the single most significant suppliers of electric buses and vehicles in the world. You guys are getting this in the game. It's going to make a lot of difference. Well, now they're out of the game because the company was a scam. In California, the bus is caught on fire. In Philly, they broke down. And in Alaska, the batteries froze in the cold. And in Minnesota, they stalled out on the hills. The wheels on the bus do not go round and round. <laughs> and it takes a year to fix an electric bus because the parts are so rare. So why would the Democrats invest so much political capital and taxpayer capital in a broken electric bus company? Because it was a pump and dump scheme. Al Gore had millions invested in the company while he was lobbying the White House to herald it. George Soros had over 20 million invested in Proterra. Jennifer Granholm, Biden's energy secretary, sat on the company's board. She held stock in Proterra while she was secretary and then sold it for about one and a half mil. Joe Biden even put the Proterra CEO on a prestigious government board. And reports say Proterra insiders dumped their stock before the company went bankrupt. This was a political pump and dump. Cash out before the crash. Proterra's stock is now worth 17 cents a share. This is like Solyndra. House Republicans need to launch an immediate investigation into this taxpayer-funded scam that Biden donors and cronies made a fortune from. <laughs> well, you know, they, now's they a good time they... to buy some shares there, Gary. Uh, yeah, hey, I can get a good deal on that. <laughs> I, I would love to, uh, to buy some shares in that, but uh, my investment counselor uh, has me buying some real estate in the Gaza Strip uh, <laughs> that he says is, <laughs> is going to be a great return. <laughs> oh, man. You can't make it up. I'm telling you, you can't make it up. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. I, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just uh, so disappointed in the direction we're going. And nobody is waking up to it. Um, so, did you know that Holly Rader uh, is going for lieutenant governor? I heard that, yes. And she's the one who pushed that PDMP? Yes. She was the sponsor of the bill, as I recall. She pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until she finally got it. Now everybody who gets prescriptions um, gets monitored. We've given up well, our they freedom. they have to. Yeah, because we're too stupid. Yeah. Uh, so what she's done then, essentially, is push people into buying fentanyl. Her legislation has pushed people into buying fentanyl. People, more people will die as the result of her push for PDMP. <sighs> Wanting to write laws to protect people from their own behavior. Never, never ceases to amaze me. Nope, I am not going to support that candidate. Uh, all right, 874-9390-800-529-5572. More, more good news. You know how I keep telling you get your kids out of government schools? Well, there's a story in the Columbia, Missourian, 
rather nicely written by Micah Barnes. More Missouri school districts are switching to a four-day week. Isn't that good to know? I'd like a four-day week. Oh, I would love a four-day work week. My problem is, with reading and math scores as lousy as they are, why would we want to cut a day back? Why Why not use that four, that fifth day just to teach them to read? <laughs> Until you mean participation isn't enough to get a passing grade these well, days? Well, no. You, you, you study uh, critical race theory. Yeah. And uh, transgender as a, uh, you know, scientific norm, <laughs> uh, then you scarcely have time for math and science and English. And and then you cut it back by a day, so it's a four-day work week. I, I don't see what could possibly go wrong. That's, oh, it's, it's hard perfect. to believe that we are where we are. It, yeah. And the the amount of money we throw at education, somehow that's always supposed to be the answer. Well, we would do a better job if we just had more money. Where the hell's all that money going? Really, where is all that money going? Uh, Carter Bremer went to school on a, a standard five-day schedule. After moving to Harrisburg, he stopped going to class on Mondays. Now a senior at Harrisburg High School, Carter has spent just four days a week in school for the past five years, giving him more time to spend on sports, a job, and college-level classes. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm glad he has more free time. And I hope that he's doing well in math and science and English and civics classes. But a four-day school week... How do, you, how do you get it all done? You know how much history has changed since you and I were in, in high school? It, it, the advances in, in, in everything. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a completely different world. So if you have to teach history up to the present, how do you get that done in four days? Along with everything else that needs to be done. How do you do that? I don't think you do. I think we're just sticking more money in. It's good money after bad. We're getting no results. And they're still clamoring for more. And, oh, they need higher pay and a four-day work week. Isn't that four-day work week sound familiar? Where else? Who else is demanding? Oh, the auto workers. The insanity of it all. We'll talk a little bit more about education and unions and a four-day work week. I'd love to continue uh, doing this all the way up to Friday, but Brian and I are taking Fridays off now. The Carrie Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us 1035. There's a serial killer in California. Uh, this And no angel, this guy murdered two of his own family members, uh, then five random strangers... And he killed his cellmate, who is, by the way, a pedophile. Now, you're probably thinking, well, he murdered him because he's a pedophile. But no, <laughs> that wasn't the motive. Uh, we'll find out what the motive is uh, 10.35 or so. In the meantime, uh, we're talking about these school districts going to a four-day work week. They're not doing the job in five days. And I want to know 
And, and one of the motives for all this, one of the reasons they want to go back to a four-day work week, cut it back, is because they can't retain teachers. Is that because they're not being paid enough? And if they're not being paid enough, where the hell's all that money going? You know, especially here in Missouri, your real estate tax, your personal property tax, the federal government sends money. Everybody is sending money. Where the hell's it going? What do you, what do you have to show for it? Not much. Uh, 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Herb, good morning. Uh, yes, when you're wondering about what's going on with our schools... You should immediately refer to goal number 17. Do you remember that? You're talking about the uh, the communist... Uh, 45 goals. Right. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of the teachers' unions. And then also go to David Horowitz's Discover the Net under Bill Ayers, and there in 2008, right after he got Obama elected, he became head of curriculum studies for teachers for the American Education Research Association. Uh, Read that. Get familiar with what Bill Ayers has been doing in education uh, for the balance of his life after he discovered he couldn't start a shooting revolution. And we'll answer virtually every question you have about what's going wrong with education in America today. Now, I know what's going wrong, and I do know it is the, uh, the, the neo-socialists, neo-communists that are in charge. I want to know why people aren't more upset. I want to know why people are so gullible they think, well, we have to take, we have, to have more money. We have to throw more money at the problem. When we well, because... Because people won't talk about the communist takeover of that and, like, goal number 20, uh, infiltrate the press. You know, haven't they infiltrated the press almost completely? When you watch uh, Morning Joe, for example, or CNN, you know, they cannot talk about the fact that the, the country is being destroyed on purpose by communists who have gotten control of most every important institution in this country. Just about everything this government does is wrong. Correct. Even if and, it has uh, the best intentions and the most noble cause, they don't do anything well. They don't do anything that works out right for the American public. All right, Herb, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. And I don't know why people don't wake up to this. Did you get your personal property tax bill last year and think to yourself, Brian, wow, uh, the car is a year older. I'm going to finally get a break. Yeah, I was thinking so, but no, it's uh, actually went up. So my car depreciated. <laughs> and it went, and imagine if the price. It happens if, every year. <laughs> yeah, imagine if there's a recession and the value of your house plummets by $10,000 and they say, so we're going to increase your real estate tax. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing. How much, how much money are we throwing at this? And why don't we wake up and realize it's not the money? It's not the money. It doesn't do anything.
I don't know who's getting rich on this, but somebody is getting rich on it. And kids aren't getting the education they should. I'm sure there are some kids like this young man who, who are uh, thriving. Uh, and perhaps that's because his parents are, you know, have done a, a good job, uh, you know, guiding him. But most kids aren't getting by on a five-day schedule. A four-day schedule just strikes me as nearly, nearly insane. Uh, Steve, on the four-day uh, school day, school week, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't have four days when I was growing up on the farm because it's easier for me to go to school five days than stay home and work on the farm. <laughs> so you'd have been upset about that. You'd have had the slave on the on the farm. Well, I was the oldest and the only boy in the family. Uh, I think they said the last day I missed school was when I was in the fourth grade. Well, yeah, so you had plenty of incentive to keep going, huh? Oh, yeah, because no matter what went on, my dad was always able to find something for me to do, like fix a tractor, fix a fence, take care of the chickens, hogs, or cows, or something. <laughs> I wasn't the smartest person in the world, but I realized this is hard work. School is easier. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, Steve, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> He's glad he didn't have a four-day work week. His father had worked him to death. John, good morning. Good morning, Gary. So I heard him talking this week about the uh, Boone County assessor just wanting to use drones to assess your property now. So they could fly all around your house and look in your windows and fly in your barn if the barn doors open and all kinds of neat stuff, huh? Oh, I, I'm real excited about that possibility. You know, I don't think that they're actually allowed to just walk onto your property. I think they have to do everything from, like, the... the the roadside, the curbs, or, you know, where the easement from the road comes onto your property a little bit. I don't think they're allowed to go walk around and look at your stuff. Well, I think you have to put up a sign that says no trespassing. Yeah, but I don't think I'd need any drones flying around looking at my jump. <laughs> so, I don't know if they'll get this done or not, but if the people don't wake up, it's just going to continually start piling up more and more and more and more. Yeah, there are people who Thank just... Gary. Huh? I said, just think, Gary, maybe someday you can invite them in for a tour of your house and let them look at your paintings and everything else. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would do that, but they, you know, they'd probably stop by the indoor pool and take a few laps, and then uh, they'd take a look at the chauffeur's quarters, the maid's quarters. Uh, next yep. thing you know, my taxes would go up. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, John, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, using a drone, they want to squeeze every dime they can out of you. Apparently, people don't like it. Why don't they stop it? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.